Hey, this is Flippin' and Mashin. Now speaking is Parnell. And Steve. <laughs> Welcome to episode 17. Um, we have a bunch of news to talk about. We have a bunch of new stuff. Some really cool gadgets that are coming out, the Wait, ga- you... gaming gadgets, as well as games we played. Uh, what do you want to dive into first? You just you just skip show notes, and you go straight to the meat. I was doing, I was doing, like, like, I was doing like an overall... Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I, I jumped I was, the gun. Yeah, I was doing like a recap. Like we, we, we got movie reviews in here, or game trailer reviews. This, won't, talk be, about. this won't be a lot of pinball um, until after Thursday, so we'll probably record on Friday. Definitely. Because we also need to get some goddamn interviews with some of these uh, pinball players. Uh, I guess they all have to get drunk Apparently. to talk to us. We'll get them all shit faced, and then we'll. So then we'll, yeah. what we should do is just secretly record them, like we're the FBI or something. <laughs> <laughs> just while they're all playing, yeah. record everything they're saying. Uh, we'll get in trouble for that. <laughs> um, we have some updates for ourselves, though. Sure. Uh, last weekend, I was listening to one of our last episodes, and the sound quality was just garbage. It was horrible to me. It's, I mean, technically it's all been the same, uh, but I think maybe you just woke up and thought that it was garbage now. Yeah, it. we record on a, a blue snowball mic, mm-hmm. and we wanted to start... Making it more professional, make it cooler. Well, we, we started the podcast trying to be as cheap as possible to see if this is something we can maintain or or like. Right. And so now that we've, we're almost to episode 20, I think we've, we have a listener base. Yeah. We enjoy doing this, right. I think. So Let's make it good now. Yeah, I ordered a... <laughs> my God. I spent like all Saturday night researching uh, audio equipment. Chris, he's in the audio kind of sound world. Right. So he kind of hit me up with some suggestions as well. I ended up going with the one he primarily recommended, which was like a, a Ben Hauser or Ben Ringer. But I don't know, whatever. Know, I see it, no. It's a 1202. To mixer, whatever. Sure. It's this big ass mixer with four XLR mic ins, bunch of line inputs. Plus, we can export and then get like the Skype calls going, right? And it'll be really nice sounding because we got some XLR mics, and then we'll have headsets. Right. We'll actually be able to have uh, individual mics for ourselves as well as any guests we have on. Yeah, we're not huddled around this snowball. Right. We'll be able to direct <clears throat> line in phone calls, whatever we want, so we could have guests. Uh, just via phone or via Skype, however we need to do it. Yeah, and then maybe down the road, I'll get a handheld recorder that is a nicer one. Okay. Um, the handheld Sony that we had is pretty bad. Mm. It just picks up. It's just road noise. It picks up everything. It is really good for a silent room. Sure. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. If you had a professor way up front, it would be perfect for that. But uh, um, anyways... So, yeah. so that, that's what we're doing right so now. So that comes Thursday. I'll try to set it up, and so we can maybe try it on Friday. That sounds good. Or to me. we'll yeah. Hopefully, next episode's recorded on it. We'll see how the quality is. Yeah, I'm hoping it's nice and clear. At least we'll be louder and right. And then with that episode, are we gonna try to do Jesse's Fortnite episode then? Yeah, maybe we'll do a recap of Thursday, and then you can cut that onto this. Sure. And then um and then we'll have uh, Jesse's interview. It will be strictly Fortnite for anybody that doesn't want to. To listen to that, or maybe they do want to listen to it. It's just Fortnite, right? Whole thing, a deep dive. Yeah, because he's D- tricks and tips. He d- daily plays that crap. 
Yeah. And he'll go into an extreme depth. And uh, luckily, I don't play the game. <laughs> I play the game. Uh, not, I haven't played a lot recently. Uh, so as a result, I, I don't know a lot of the new cool stuff that's out there. Like, I know yeah, they got a shopping cart. Yep. They got some cool new outfits and stuff like that. They always got new outfits coming out. But uh, he knows everything about everything when it comes yeah, to Yeah, he Fortnite. stays up. Yeah. Up, uh, up on the details. Um, in pinball news, I did work on Sky Kings more, and it's now functioning. That's great. Um, having a, it must be some switch issues. Um, you know, there's like a couple hundred switches, and I've cleaned what I thought was all of them. Sure. Um, but now I just have to tweak things to make it work. So, like, the game starts, things happen. I have to validate free play, how that how that's enabled, so I can make sure it's done correctly. Okay. Because you hit the start button, the game will start doing this reset, and then it kind of sits there, you hit a flipper button, and then the ball pops out. So it seems kind of like an odd setup. Mm-hmm. Last night it was hanging up on when it resets the game, it it like counts down, it like clears everything out, but it kind of counts it down, because it's all mechanical. Okay. And it was getting stuck on ball four. So just sit on ball four, and you just hear it going... So... I found, I got my schematics out and I found the ball count unit. Sure. And I re- either I recleaned or I cleaned all the switches I missed the first time. And then all of a sudden that started working. And now I have the scoop at the top isn't registering a balls in it, so it doesn't kick it out. There's a couple other switches that just aren't registering. So I have to, one, clean them again, and then follow the the wires back to like the relay that they're, they go to. Mm-hmm. Um, Otherwise, I can pretty much start putting the game back. The play field just has no plastic, so I'll start cleaning that up and putting it back because it's almost ready. It just those handful of tweaks. That's the cool thing about EMs is if as long as they're one hundred percent there, a lot of it's just cleaning, tweaking, uh-huh. and then it works. There's no electronic boards or transistors and stuff, so that's exciting. It's my first deep dive into an EM, so I'm a little crappy at doing this, but you gotta start somewhere. It sounds like you're being fairly successful. Yeah. Oh, I mean, last night I'm like staring at the schematics. I'm trying to find where the ball, and I, sure enough, there's ball counter unit or ball finder unit, whatever it's called, and there's ball four. And uh, I go to the unit, and I the some of the labels fell off, and there's two units that look the same. One's under the playfield, one's in the back box. Okay. And I ended up just cleaning both. Sure. But I think it was the back box unit that does the ball count because okay. then there's light bulbs associated to it. And um, I also Googled quick and found a link on Pinside where a guy had a pretty much similar problem. And he had a picture. And so that's kind of how I knew it was that unit. Um, I haven't made a thread on Pinside to get help yet because I'm trying to kind of wobble my way through this. There is a guy in the cities that has helped me a little bit. Um, when I went to his house to drop off, uh, he was going to Milwaukee, the MGC. Okay. And I had had given my old checks ice to someone going as well and I was going to hand it to him mm-hmm. but since we cancelled I had to find someone that was that would offer to deliver it for me sure so I ended up going to this guy's house in the cities handed him the ice to bring to this other guy and then he actually had two EM games at his house and so we just hung out I swear I was at his house for two or three hours okay and he was showing me he was tearing all of his EMs down cleaning them polishing everything and putting them back together so he actually showed me and told me a lot of stuff on how to read the schematic, how to clean, and 
because he also has a play ball and I have one. Okay. So he actually finished his. Mine's mine now doesn't work right, so I have to do this same thing to my game. Right. Go through it. Um, he made it not sound so scary, so I had a little more confidence after talking to him. Well, good. Now, did, did he talk to you after your pinball went down, or was it before your pinball went before, down? Before. Okay. Yeah, before I we moved all the games to work. Mm-hmm. But I have a bunch of resources available in case I do get fully stuck. So that's always nice. You know, I I don't even have to solder anything. If a wire fell off, I'd, I'd resolder. But a lot of it now is just cleaning contacts and uh, and tweaking. I awesome. think. Awesome. So, I have a little bit of time this weekend. My sister's coming up with her husband to visit uh, us and the baby. Hoping I can kind of... I've been going down every evening, giving it like 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, and kind of trying to wrap things up. I just need the space to bring the trailer in my basement so we can demo the the basement living room. Sure. But, yeah, needs to get out of the house. So, finally I'm getting giving time to it. Right. And I'm assuming he wants it back at some point. <laughs> I would assume, yeah. I would assume... <laughs> Um, speaking of Thursday, you were t- talking about Thursday a little bit earlier. Oh, yeah. uh, we're going to be having it back here at the office where we have all the all of your machines as well as mine. And then uh, I still need to put my coil in my machine. Yeah, we got the new coil for your left drop ink. So once we get that in, that game will be pretty much up and ready to fly. Uh, and then they'll be ready for game night with with all the guys. We have a pretty good group coming this time as well. I hope so. Um our my neighbor slash friend and our buddy Matt, mm-hmm. he seems like he'll be getting off work Thursday day so he can make it. Um, he he really loves Ghostbusters and Medieval. He's been playing the pinball arcade Medieval Madness. Yeah, he said before that he's, he misses playing them, so he's, he wants to make sure he comes. Yeah. And uh, last week we had a small turnout. However, Andy just freaking wrecked everybody right. at pinball. So I saw her at the dog park yesterday, uh-huh. and I again invited her to pinball league. Did she? Did she say she would? Come? I think she's gonna come. I awesome. said, you know, we're gonna come to work. So there's a lot more games, and they're free. Because her main thing was, is it free? Given she didn't pay to play. <laughs> right. I plugged the quarters in. Right. Right. Um, she yeah. seemed down. They're all free. We've got all the best games that you could probably possibly imagine because you have all top of the line games. Um, all free, cool environment. We even got like free alcohol here, for that matter, or at least for a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's a win-win. Yeah, it's just the drive. We're giving up the drive. It's further away. Oh, not much. It's not that much. compared to the Rex. It's not that much further away. No. I will probably pop in the Rex quick, just to see. I printed off my little like invoice form. I wasn't going to charge them labor, but I have all the parts. Like, I have all the parts listed and what was broken, what, what's what been fixed, and, the, like, the work done. Sure. So he, and then suggestions on what to to improve the game. Uh-huh. So I have this, like, little printout I want to hand to him. I had suggested a coin taker LED kit because it's all in, incand- or mostly incandescent, so it's pretty dark. There's a cliffy protector for the scoop, and I think that was it. Okay. Oh, and then and then the the, the code update with the because we have the light code, so only a couple. You haven't heard that yet. No, I haven't. I can't tell. We've installed it. It right. got installed last week. I personally can't fully tell what's new and what's old. Interesting. Well, I'll tell you. What, I'll listen to it next time we play it, and I'll be able to tell you because none of the callouts from before, in my opinion, were from any of the movies. They were just. Want to be sound like 
Okay. Yeah. Me. And I remember some of that, but then I couldn't. I. It was super confusing because some sometimes I was going, that sounds like it's new. Sure. But then I couldn't tell. Um, the light version really doesn't have that many changes though, because he wants to give you a taste, so that you pay him the twenty bucks for the full. Right. Again, understandable. It's a lot of work to do this. No, yeah, I, I don't, I'd want money too if I work my butt off trying to make something. Yeah, and it's gonna be lots a lot of hours in it. I bet. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, Mike at the bar has. I want him to pay for it. Right. It's not my game. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he sees value in it. So there's those three things. Um, I don't. We have the rubber kit. We can install the rest of it. I don't know if it's. I, I messaged the guys in the Batman like club thread how hard it is to uh, replace all the rubbers because it's mostly posts and tiny ones. It's not like big rings, right? Which helps, but a lot of plastic has to come off. A lot of plastic, and I don't know if there's enough room or light in the bar to do it there. So I'm not too sure. Right, because the it's whole worth... entire thing is going to be done in the bar. There's not like a bunch of tables that you can be putting stuff on. There's a handful of high tops. And that's yeah. it. But even then, that means that we'll be using a table where a patron couldn't sit at. Yeah. It, on Thursday nights, it's, it's dead. Yeah. Well, pretty much. Last Thursday was actually oddly busy. Oh. Not packed, but there was definitely more people than usual. Okay. But I don't think he's going to let me bring it home. Seems... Oh, he I definitely he, won't do that. I don't know if he knows me that well yet. Yeah. Uh, but if we do it at the bar, we'll have to bring flashlights and lights and then set aside an hour or two because I don't know how long it's going to take. Right. Um, Alright, before we get into the next hey. one, let me crack this open. Alright. Oh, dang, Steve. What okay. are you drinking? Uh, this here is a Red Bull. It's a regular Red Bull. Okay. Uh, mm. Here's my Nalgene water bottle. <laughs> this is uh, Pure Duluth. Oh, no. We're in Superior. Damn. This is uh, Culligan water. It's <laughs> From the mountains of Culligan, <laughs> cold filtered, right next to the Coors Brewery. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Let's talk about some games we've been playing over the weekend. So Mario Tennis came out. So that demo dropped weeks ago, or a week ago. Okay. And you could pre-download it, but you couldn't play it. You could open it, and it would just shut you down. Which is like, a goofy. I don't know why they didn't release it all at the same time. But anyways, okay. That's Nintendo. They do it a lot. So it released over the weekend for us to actually be able to play, though. Yes. Friday. Sometime Friday, during work, it opened up. Yeah. I didn't start playing until Saturday. And the only reason why I even remembered even to play it was because you, you had asked me, uh, have you played ten- Mario Tennis yet? I was like, no, I haven't. So I jumped on. Um, it is, one, it's a really fun game. Two, it's a lot more complicated than I expected it to be. It is more complicated than I expected it to be. Right. Um, it's really fun. I'm not, I'm not saying it's it's overly complicated, but it, it has a lot more depth to it than I ever thought it would be. At first, I thought it was just going to be uh, motion censored. Ooh, so it was yeah. completely different than, than that. It's just buttons. As far as I can tell, there, there's, no, there's no motion, is there? Not that I saw as well. Yeah, I, I just saw buttons, which I liked... I wanted just to use buttons anyways. I didn't want to do a full motion game. And then uh, it has quite a few different ways you can hit the ball. And then on top of that, all sorts of powers. Yeah, there's different shots. Like trick shots. There's a lot of different stuff that you can do to it to trick out and beat the other player. And uh, my first couple rounds I did good. But 
they put you in like a tournament bracket. Yep. So the harder you know, the more you win, the more difficult people you play against because they've beaten people as well. And then I found out in a hurry that uh, I wasn't actually very good. So I can I can knock off people who just started playing, kind of like <laughs> myself. But when it came to anyone who's played for a little bit, I didn't have a chance. Same thing with me. I would beat the first person, and I usually lost to the second. Yeah. Uh, every time. Mm-hmm. A couple of my friends said they actually won their little tournament. Oh, really? Yeah, my friend Dan said he did. Okay, cool. But, um... No, I got slaughtered every single time I made it into the second round. I just got wiped out. So there's multiple modes for online versus play. Mm-hmm. We played this normal mode with all the power crap. So, so there's... You build up your power meter, and then you can do like a, you can do slow motion to get to the ball if it's you know, across the court from you. Or you can do like a super smash hit that really could break someone's racket or is so fast and hard that you can, it's really hard to block. If I do slow motion, that slows the game down for them as well, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they, they see you do it. Yeah, yeah, but it has to slow down the whole entire game. If, yep. I'm, on, if I'm on my side slowing down, then yeah. yeah. Okay, making sure. Um, but you have that meter, right? And so that gets used up. So you don't, it's not unlimited. I, I felt like it was pretty decent, but some people knew how to build it really fast because the way you hit the ball in just normal volleys, mm-hmm. the way you hit it can build it up quick. And I was, there was a handful of rounds where they, someone just ripped me apart and I went back to the, to the tutorial and tried to figure out how to build that faster and then I learned some new techniques where like you can Hold the hit button and let it charge mm-hmm. while you're waiting for the volley to come back. Yeah. And then it'll auto-hit for you. Yeah, it makes and it so pretty simple. As long as you time it right. Correct. Because you can actually shoot early if, if, you, yeah. if you push it too soon. But if, but if, like, if I just hit it to you, I'd hit, tap and hold, and all of a sudden you start seeing like this it starts glowing. light around. Yep. Yeah. And I can just run to where you're going to hit it, and I'll auto-swing if I'm still holding it. Does it slow you down while you're charging? It kind of made made me feel like I was a little chunky, like slower, right? Because yeah. you're you're holding your. And that's what I thought too. That's I only held racket. it when I got into like up into a position. Then, there was a mode you couldn't play in the demo that was no powers. It was straight skill. I think I almost rather play that because it got a little too complicated and too deep. It uh, it really is like a fighting game. We were yes, good at actually, that's mashing. the best way to describe it. It's a tennis like fighting game. The way the way you yep. build up your powers, the way you build up your supers to attack them. I, I like it. Local co-op, or local playing, or single player. But when I'm playing people online, nope. It's like playing StarCraft again. I will get my ass handed to me every single time. So it's it begins to be not fun mm-hmm. after you lose twenty times. Mm-hmm. So I probably I'll probably buy the game. I probably won't play it online. Unless it's with other people I know. See, I will probably not buy the game. And I, I enjoyed playing it, but for that reason alone. I learned that uh, th- that that was kind of my exact same scenario, is that I can beat a couple weaklings like myself, but when it comes to actually playing anybody else, I get slaughtered. It's like, I know what, as, as cool as this game is by design and by playability, it's not, it doesn't have a campaign, does it? It does. The full game will have a big single player. So you versus PC. Okay, single player. And you like go through a map. It's a big story. Okay. So that is why I'm buying it. Never mind. As long as it has a, a campaign, then then I'll 
I'm, I'd be willing to buy it. But if it was me versus just you know PvP, then I'm not interested in it. Well, I think it's working out where if I buy it and you know you don't really want to buy it and it's a good single player, you could borrow it. Which That's is why I buy physical. Yeah, good point. Not Steve. Steve's a little digital jockey, so he just wants to not share. Yeah. Well, the switch switches. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of which, did you pick up Rocket League yet? Uh, no, no. Okay. I, I still have yours just stuck in uh, <laughs> in my game. <laughs> um, so I totally recommend Mario Tennis, but the online tournament it was it was kind of fun to play. I got super frustrated at first, but then I read a bunch of tips on Reddit. Redid the tutorial, practiced a bunch, because there's a um, some techniques on hitting back, also serving to get that really fast shot. And there was another tip, and I can't remember what it was, but it was pretty big on blocking or something. So a lot they didn't actually tell you that in the tutorial. It was in the reading tutorial, but not the playing tutorial. Mm-hmm. A bunch of bunch of play tips that were actually really handy. Sure. Uh, so I recommend it, but definitely if if you want to screw campaign and only play online, it's gonna be competitive as hell. You're gonna it, you might get frustrated. Yeah, but it looks good. Mm-hmm. Seems fun. I like that they had the ability to play only skills because it'll help with all that power crap. Because yeah. I could probably play in the skills and be decent-ish. I think so too. It was the the fancy tricks that were taking me out every oh. single time. <laughs> There was like the slow motion where you could, um, what do they call it? You could do a cartwheel or whatever to get yeah. to the other side of the court. Never had time to do it. I was too slow. I did didn't... it a couple of times, but I actually kept hurting myself yeah. trying to do it. Cause... I kept getting hit in right. the middle. I was like, this is dumb. Right. So you can do this fancy flip and basically flip from one side of the court. Yeah, yeah, one side of the court to the other, which is a great way to get over there really fast to try to hit a ball. But the problem is, is I was always hitting it at like inappropriate times, so I would overshoot the the landing zone and, and stuff. I think also, if the serve or the, the volley was super fast, and you even did that, you were too slow anyway. You, I agree. You had a slow time, then do it, to get it, and it was, I don't know. It's cool, don't get me wrong, but I would if I was going to play online against other people, I have no idea, I would totally do this. I'm sure with practice, that. you know... Just yeah. like anything, practice will make it a lot better. But uh, I'm just—I don't know if I care enough to practice on it. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not that balls deep in uh, tennis, right? So another game I played over the weekend was uh, Sonic Racing. So Sonic Racing, yes, there is a new one coming out. If that's what you're thinking of, yeah, they leaked that right before E3. Yeah, because Walmart uh, put it on their website. Oh yeah, that's right. Exactly. Not only did they put it on the website, they put like a whole bunch of stuff on. I think they put, put like a trailer up and stuff like that. They put too much on. Yep, and, then, and that got pulled right. real quick. Quack. Real quick. So now uh, Sega had to actually kind of just announce everything. So there's full trailers out there and stuff that you can actually watch and play. But so this is... Because there's a handful of Sonic games. There's one for racing. Yeah, so there's this is the one that you played was Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. And it was a lot of fun. So it was it was free on uh, the Xbox One. I don't know if it's still available for free on the Xbox One, but I just looked on you know over this last weekend, saw it on there. I was like, well, that's cool. Since the new Sonic Racing is coming out, I should check this one out. Uh, so Sonic All Stars Racing Transformed uh, has the ability to be uh, you you have the ability to be a car, a plane, a boat. 
and it just kind of matters where the track leads you. Yeah. So you could ha- be racing kind of parallel with like a boat while you're in a car and you hit a if, jump and you kind of become a plane and stuff like that. So you can do all sorts of cool things. Uh, essentially, it's Mario Kart, but just with a new twist on it. It's, I have it for the Wii U, mm-hmm. and I've only played it once. Um, but everybody really said it was, quote-unquote, a hidden gem if you like Mario Kart, because it's a little bit different and a little bit more technical than Mario Kart. Yes. But it is a fantastic game. It's just no one really knows about it. Right. And uh, in my version, the one on the Xbox, I don't know what yours... Oh, yeah, yours has it, too. Yeah. Uh, you got uh, uh, Dan- Wreck-It Ralph. And, and Danica Patrick. Da- I didn't Danica ha- Patrick. Yeah, I didn't have Danica Patrick on, on my game, but we had... I think that's a little weird to... Whatever. To put, to put a real racer in it? Well, I mean, it's... Maybe at the time... I don't know what year it came out when they did it, but it was probably some sort of, like, you know... Big hype thing. Big hype push. Because it looks like she's in her NASCAR outfit, not the Formula... Well, she only got famous. Or Indy 500, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, she only really got famous after NASCAR. She was famous before that, but NASCAR blew her up. Made yeah. Her, made her super famous. But, um, so yeah, you could be Wreck-It Ralph, you could be Knuckles, Sonic, Tails, but then there was also several, in, in you can be uh, Shadow, you can be all these other cool characters, but oh, yeah. there was several video game characters that I didn't know who they were. I couldn't, I've never seen them before. Oh, there's a... I, I pulled it up quick, and I don't see the full list, but there's, yeah, there's, like, a Monkey Ball, the Space Channel 5 chick, uh, a guy from Crazy Taxi. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Crazy Taxi, too. So, that's pretty neat. They're kind of pulling their their people from other, other games. Other games. So I'm hoping the new one even incorporates more, because they have a big, you know, cool. like, Sega has a big yeah, collection of stuff. They do. And they're kind of... They were fading away for a while, and I think they've seen all the nostalgic crap that Nintendo's been doing, and so they're mm-hmm. kind of following in the in the wake of that, and they're doing that so- uh, Sonic, uh, the Sega Mega Drive re- redo, right, the little com- mini console, mm-hmm. and today is the 30th anniversary of the Mega Drive and the 20th anniversary of the Dreamcast. Okay. So they're kind of, I think they're bringing the Mega Drive collections to the Switch and the Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. And so I think they're kind of realizing that they need to start... Now is the time to do your little nostalgic money grabs and pump out some old reboots and stuff. Right. Speaking of which, uh, they're announcing all this different stuff about Mega Man. When does that come out? I have no idea. I'm not big into Mega Man. Yeah. Or maybe already out, for that matter, now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, they were, they were talking Mega about Mega Man 11, right? I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess so. Well, popped up first. Yeah, announcement trailer. I says release date of 2018. We'll probably see it at E3. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And then okay, oh, release October. All right. Well, either way, there'll probably be a playable version at oh. E3 with oh, yeah. like better trailers or whatever. The last game that I played over the weekend, so I didn't get to play too much this weekend. I was busy. My my kid was sick and stuff like that. But uh, I played. Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh my gosh, you were just blown away by being a snake. Yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> wow. I, I, I tell you what. Did you like it as much as Thor Ragnarok? 
No, I like Thor Ragnarok a lot better. You son of a bitch. No. You're talking shit about my game. I know. Although I haven't played this either, so I don't... I tell you what, you might like it a lot. Because I like Splinter Cell, so I, 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 I felt that right, about... so yeah. So, what don't you like about this amazing game? Okay. For one, for anyone who wants to play this game, it's f- available for free right now on the Xbox One. But, the reason why I personally did not like this game at all was uh one i thought it was weird as heck <laughs> just it was the weirdest storyline that i'd ever probably laid eyes on i it was just getting i didn't understand anything that was going on i thought it was it was acting hyper artistic in everything that they did like uh if a guy makes a movie and it's got all these crazy unique things in it and you don't understand it, so then he accuses you of uh, not being able to understand his vision. And I'm like, well, I think your vision is crap because I don't understand what's going on here. I think it's weird. Why don't you just tell me a story that I can enjoy? Because so you you wake up after the longest intro scene, the most boring longest intro scene that I've seen in the, probably my entire life. Oh, Steve. You are in a coma. Yeah. You're in a coma for a long time, and they film for a long time, like, you in this, like, blurry-eyed a coma vision for, like, I don't know, 30 minutes. <laughs> it's it's It f- takes forever. You finally get through all these different, like, cutscenes, only to get into a couple more cutscenes, and you can turn your head around while you're laying in this, like, uh, uh, hospital, hospital bed. bed, but forever... You are just in this hospital bed, and you finally get out. Yep. And you're like half paralyzed because you've been in a coma for apparently nine years. So your 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 limbs are all uh, at, they have astrophied or whatever. What atrophy. Atrophied. Yeah. And you have this other guy, Keith Sutherland. <laughs> he leads you through the hospital, and you're trying to escape all these assassins that are trying to kill you, as well as. Fire. These demons, <laughs> or whatever you want to call them, we'll call them superpowered humans. But either way, I thought it was super weird. And all you do is fumble around the whole entire time. They finally give you a gun after a while. But I just I didn't like anything that I was doing. Like here, you're trying to survive, and I get that. You're laying amongst these dead bodies, or you're hiding underneath here, or trying to do this or that. But it just it felt so dramatic that it felt overly dramatic, so I didn't care anymore. Okay, so how far did you get in the game? I played for like two hours. Did did you get to the normal part of the game? Because that's not that was yeah. So I, I got into yeah, so you, you get in the, the jeep and you're driving away. Keith the Southern Sutherland dies. They bring back people. It's kind of like Star Wars. Okay. Well, either way, he's driving the truck and then. There's just explosions all over the place the entire time. And everything is so god dang dramatic. And you have tanks firing at you and all this different stuff. You finally escape the, the hospital after probably an hour of playing. And it takes way too long. I gave it some time. I got some weapons. And I realized I'm not going to like this story at all. And I want out. So I, I just I pulled out and deleted it off my system because I was like I don't want anything to do with this game anymore. Jesus, yeah. Uh, the beginning is 
odd. Um, you might like other Metal Gears that don't have that. This is one of the first bigger open world games. A lot of the other ones, they do have a long cinematic cutscenes. I thought that the shooting was kind of decent. The, the cover fire and stuff like that was okay. Uh, I didn't like the aiming ability as much because it kind of just auto-aim for you. You would kind of stand up and look, and it would just kind of auto-lock onto a character, which is fine. Because um, it reminded me a lot of Splinter Cell or something like that. I just wish I had more ability to, to like do like a headshot or... I feel like I didn't have enough ability to aim. It was just going to auto-aim for me. Interesting. And I would just fire a bunch of shots into the guy. Maybe you could turn it off. Did you check? I... I, You don't care. I didn't care enough. You couldn't check when you deleted it, did you? No. I looked... I... I, At the time, when I was trying to kill these people, I was trying to figure out how to aim better. So I was pushing different buttons. Maybe there is a different way that I couldn't... either, Either one wasn't unlocked yet, or I couldn't figure out. But as far as I could tell, I could just kind of lock on to him and just hose him. Sure. But it was just kind of random. We'd hit him in the shoulder, hit him in the body. It would take like five shots to kill somebody. On the older games on the PlayStation, the old stuff, I, there was no... You had to aim. Right. And it was a lot more linear. Uh, I think this game did get a lot of flack for this is very, the intro. The intro was long and The shit. intro... But was it, you're on he, rails the whole yeah. entire time. Hideo Kojima, though, I mean, he's made a handful of really good games. And a handful, there's more than a handful. There's a lot of good games. Sure. Um, I think this game's a little different, and it's open world. It's a popular game. I know a lot of yeah. people who love it. Like, Jesse loves the game. I just... But you, I think you to love it, you really need to be in the world. Like, then, you, you need to know about the game. Like, cause if you haven't played the last games, that's storyline, given it's... Goes future, past, current. I mean, it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like every Metal Gear Solid title is in some point in time, and then like the next game is actually before it. And there's like three snakes. It's just like sure. it's a wild mess. And I after Metal Gear Solid three, I kind of lost like Snake Eater. I kind of was like, holy shit, I need to play them. Uh-huh. Otherwise, I'll never remember what's. Plus, going. there's exclusives on different platforms too, isn't there? Yeah, like there's a couple like Peace Walkers on PlayStation Portable and stuff like that. Plus, it, I think there was uh, some Nintendo exclusives, I thought. No. Oh, GameCube had a original Metal Gear Solid made just for GameCube that added first person. Oh. Okay. I don't remember an exclusive. There's, like, Snake has been in Smash Brothers. No, but I thought that there was an exclusive Snake just for Nintendo somewhere along the line. Well, there might be a mobile one or something. Or not mobile, but, like, handheld or something. Okay. Um, But if you're not in... Yeah, I wasn't. Gear world. I wasn't invested. So if you have no idea the prior stories, because the enemies are real, they're really flamboyant and let well, I me mean, not flamboyant, but they're very it, it, nuts, right? Yeah. Like Psychomantis is this guy that can float and he can like f with your mind. I think that's who I was looking at because because there's the fire guy, but there was also this guy who could like teleport all over the place, and it looked like he was messing with people's minds, like telling them like not to shoot at him or stuff like that. And uh, he was throwing tanks around and stuff like that. I, I just, to me, these people were way too overpowered, in my opinion. All these enemies, I, I just, story-wise, I was looking at it, and all these people keep shooting at this fire guy, and he's absorbing the bullets. 
And I was like, you guys can stop shooting him. It's not working. <laughs> Blatantly not working. So then they gave me the chance. Like, I, I was on rails, so I, you have to kind of follow the thing. And they gave me the gun, and I turned to look at him. I was like, and I knew I was supposed to shoot him. Like, I'm looking around. like, I didn't shoot him at first. I was like, I'm not going to fall into this stupid nonsense. I just told everybody else not to shoot him. I'm not going to shoot him now. But, it, but, you, but you have to. You have to, oh. like, start shooting him. And then uh, Keith Sutherland jumps in and saves you by hitting him with a with a van. So somehow missiles don't hurt the guy, but hitting him with a, with a van is devastating. Yeah, that's Metal Gear Solid. So I I thought that that was kind of odd. That I think that's when you meet Revolver Ocelot as well. Oh, but at him being young because in Metal Gear Solid, the original, he's older. Okay. So this is again, it's like a weird timeline. It's like wait, it's like a prequel to the entire series. Kind of, it's all over the place. I haven't followed the story arc, so it's a jumbled mess in sure. my head. I love it though, but again, I haven't played the new one, so I should probably snag it for free while I can get it. I thought that the graphics were really good. They are. Hideo Kojima pushes them every single time. The he... graphics were very good. The the physics were really good too. Like. When the guys were shooting their guns and stuff, uh, their the recoil and the bullets flying out like the, the casings. The, yeah, the casings. It looked really good. I was very impressed with the the visual effects of everything. I just thought that a lot of the stuff that they were doing in the game was just dumb. Did I you ever? This, I thought the story was dumb. <laughs> Did you ever wrap a balloon around something and have it fly up? No. No. I didn't see. I didn't see any balloons anywhere. No, I don't know. You like you get them, and then oh, here's another thing too that I thought was dumb. Like me moving around, I thought there was like invisible walls in a lot of spaces or places, and I was like bumping up against stuff. I was like, this is dumb. There's nothing here. Let let, let me move. Or I would be like laying on the ground trying to move around because I got fire going over the top of me because I'm because there was like a whole bunch of guys down on this one floor, and I was up on a uh, like a what's it called a balcony. So I was kind of laying low with all the fire was going over the top of me, and I was kind of popping up, shooting them. But, like, me trying to move around low, I would get, like, caught. Like, my feet would only want to be one way. So I'm trying to move around or look somewhere, and my feet are, like, twisted in a certain direction. I'm like, <laughs> will you just turn around? What's your problem here, bud? But I was, It was just stuff like that. So I, it, it may not have been a, a real big issue in and of itself. I could have gotten over that, or I could have gotten over something else. But... When I combined them together, I was like, I don't want to play this game anymore. I am out of here. So I deleted the sucker. Damn. Yeah, I have the wiki up. And this game is actually set in 1984. It was before Metal Gear. And it actually is before NES Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid takes place in, like, 2005. Wow. So it's way back. Yeah, there's portable ops Hmm. PSP. Interesting. Um... I could see that. If you played maybe one of the PlayStation 1 or 2 versions, you might actually enjoy it. I'll tell you what. It's for free. You can download it and you can try it out. Yeah, I might And you tell like me what it. you think. Yeah, and it's a, like I said, it's a different play style than the old games. All the old games were right, but, much different. Right, but I, I'm not saying you won't enjoy it. You might enjoy it quite a bit. I hated this no, shit No, I know, but it. I might not like this new one because it is different. Okay. Um, but I was going to... I had said earlier, I have the that RetroPie with... Like a crap ton of games on it. Because mm-hmm. um, I'd rather not get my PlayStation 1 and 2 out of the the crate that well, I have no in. There's no need to if you have a Retropire with every <clears throat> single thing on it. And we can boot up all the old games and we can 
we can play two player and then review from like Atari ColecoVision up to sure. Yeah, we can do that. Stuff. Um. Okay, so that game. I, I still did you try that other game that was free, the baseball one? That's not available yet. Dang it. Or t- maybe maybe out now, but yeah, it was it wasn't available over the weekend. It wasn't June yet. I suppose you were on the thirty first. Mm, no, this last weekend was. In was June. it? Yeah, this whole last weekend was in June. You don't know that. I I do. I do. I know it was all in June. Damn it! You're right. Um. But still, even if you enjoy this game, like let's say you download it and you play it through and you start to get a whole bunch of weapons and abilities, you might enjoy the actual play. There's no way you're gonna enjoy the beginning. I can't imagine. I was gonna say well. you didn't even get to the the normal gameplay yet. No, because. I didn't get into, you said it was a free open world. Yeah. I never got into a spot where I was in a free open world. I was oh. always on rails wherever I went. Yeah. They're setting the story up. It's a very story-driven cinematic game. Like, if you took all the gameplay out and just had the cinema, the, the cutscenes, it would be a freaking movie. It would be. And that was an, I think that was another issue that I had with it. You, be, you don't want a movie. You want to play games right now. I, I like cutscenes. I do like cutscenes. You scenes. like Destiny's cutscenes, though. They're pretty quick. Oh, or, or like Halo or anything like that. Like they, you, you play a level, or you play a chunk of a game, and then they give you a cutscene to give you some story, and then you play again. Yeah. Whereas this was constantly cutting you in and out, or giving you the slight ability, like, you can move your arm right now, but you can't do anything else. And then they'll, they'll give you, like, basically a movie, and you have the ability to just do, like, one thing. If that makes sense. This was the thing when, it, when the game first came out. They, the media made this a big deal. Okay. Well, that's... What, I think the reason why is because it's your very first thing that you see of the game. So you have to get over this to get to the game. Yeah, I think it put a lot of bad taste in people's mouths. So, I don't know. Uh, th- that's my opinion on it. All right. Um, do you play anything else? Mm, oh yeah, I played a lot of mobile games. Other than that, no one cares about mobile games. I know, so there's no reason to talk about it. But uh, <laughs> I had a good time uh, playing uh, Dungeon Hunters. That's oh Jesus it. Christ! You should go on a mobile gaming podcast. Uh, speaking of which, mobile Hang gaming. On. I'm gonna talk about what I played over. Okay, the yes. Can you talk about what you want to play? Wait, <laughs> what you play? Go on. Um, I've only been playing Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze because I'm, it was sixty dollars, and I have, this is my second time buying it. And I want to make sure I get yeah. my money's worth out of it. You better beat it, yeah. Um, so I'm on the Ice World, which I think is the last or second to last like, island okay. to the boss. It's hard AF. What is the boss? I have no idea. Oh, he's not like an overarching villain that's doing stuff? Uh, maybe, but I don't know who sure. the boss is. Okay. In the beginning, there are a bunch of like penguin things are flying around, and they... like blow you off your island and they freeze everything. Sure. So, I don't really remember okay. who the final boss is, but the bosses coming up have all been big, like, weird animals. Okay. Like a like an octopus and a, and a sea lion mm-hmm. and a polar bear, mm-hmm. pissed off polar bear. Um, and there's some levels where I'll blow, you have these balloons that are like your, like Mario and your, your they're your lives. Okay. And so, like, the balloon brings you back into the, into the level. And uh, I'll blow through 20 on one freaking part of the level. Wow. Oh, Sometimes I have to set it down and sure. walk away. I'm sure. 
it gets very frustrating. It's a very hard platformer when you want to like collect things. If I was just going to blow through it, it'd be a little easier. There's some jumping parts that are very technical. And if you have your buddy like Donkey, uh, Diddy Kong, or Dixie, or Cranky on your back, they help you like um, jump higher or hover so you can kind of get um, certain sections of the level or at least an extra second in the air mm-hmm. before dying. Sure. And, uh, like, I'll start a level with one, and then I'll freaking die from something stupid. Or I'll lose... They give you two extra hits. Once those hits are gone, they're gone. So then it's just you again. And, you know, Donkey Kong can jump pretty decent, but I, I, there's always that one time where you, like, you jump too early, and you need just that one little half inch of height, and you don't have it because your partner's gone. Right. And then when you restart from your balloon, you're back at yourself. You have to, like, quit the level, go to the store, buy some Dixies or Diddy Kongs, and then come back, use them and come back into the game. Are you playing on the big screen, or are you playing handheld? Pretty much handheld. Okay. I I did use the big screen when I was getting serious into Mario Tennis, because I needed the Pro Controller. Okay. the um the sideways run, uh quick rolls or whatever were getting way too hard with the joyce joycon joystick to flick quick i didn't play it at all on mobile the tennis game i didn't play that at all on mobile i played it only on the the, the tv yeah it oh, so much better bigger screen and then i like the pro controller cuz it just was a way more comfortable experience i don't know why i thought of it I just as soon as i decided i was going to play the game I knew that I wanted a full controller experience, so I just plugged it all in to play. Did you buy, buy a controller yet? No, nope. by full controller Joy-Cons. experience, I mean Joy-Cons in their... Uh, little holder. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I saw last week that Pokemon Quest came out for the Switch. It means nothing And it's to coming me. to mobile. It means nothing to me. I hate Do you like Pokemon a not, I'm not, like, obsessed with it. Like, I don't walk around the Pikachu backpack. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, do you, do you play, like, uh, a lot of them on uh, Nintendo? Have you seen my bed sheets, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I got EV underwear on right now. <laughs> sure. But, um, no, I meant, like, uh, what was the Game, Game, Game Boy. Boy? Yeah, did you have a lot of Game Boy? When I was young, Game Boy? in my pre-teens, I was introduced to Pokemon on Game Boy. Original Game Boy. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I have I bought a Pokemon and then I just remember playing them every so often. Sure. Um I like it. I'm not obsessed with it. Okay. I I played Pokemon Go with the guys in the office. We did that for a couple months cuz it was the summer so we would uh, on lunch break we would walk down a couple blocks and make a loop where there's a couple train training places or whatever and ba- battles and there was like a Pokestop if you walk to the one side of the office, you could get the Pokestop. So, like, sure. every five minutes we're walking out, flicking our phones, and coming back to the desk. Sure. And then the library kitty corner test is a training, whatever, play, fighting place. So, <laughs> we would drive somewhere and then go in the parking lot, battle crap, and then take off. Do you know how those ever get set up? Yeah, they were they were pre-picked. They were locations that were pre-picked. Just, okay. The company that made Pokemon Go had made that other one. I don't remember the name of it at the moment. I don't know. But they, they, they did the same thing. They had places you could, like, I think even submit places of interest. 
Okay. And they would review them and then make them battlegrounds. Okay, because that, that, that made sense. Oh, you know, I even remember hearing about this. I remember that you could, if you were a business, you could pay to have stuff done at, like, your place of business to bring in customers. They started doing that? Yes. Oh, man. See, that, so was, instance, that was new then. At, well, that was after the fact. Sure, because, like, I remember hearing on, on the radio that uh, there was businesses that were paying for, like, Almost like advertising. Well, it is advertising, essentially, to have like a training zone or a, a special pickup or whatever at their location so that you would come to their store to get something. And, and you'd sit there, there flicking. Ho- yeah, hopefully you would buy some stuff from them in real life, too. Yeah. It, Pokemon Go is, was a, is a really sweet game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a little biased because down in Canal Park near us, right, the... On the beach of Duluth, mm-hmm. in Lake Superior, was all the high-end Pokemon, and if you didn't go there to to find them, you never got them. Okay. So I would go around, go around my house or go around my my uh, neighborhood, my yard, of oh, my yard, uh, work, and then a trail I was running on with my dog in the morning, and I got like just the same old crap all every time. Sure. But you go to Canal Park where it's highly populated and it's all the high-end Pokemon, it's so. They didn't really. They kind of focused it on more highly populated areas, and I didn't want to go to Canal Park. That's well, tourist town. I suppose, but in a way, there's a reason why they did that. It's because sure. it is highly populated, and I think it's impressive that their geolocations were that smart. Yeah, it's a sweet. It was so cool to see stories about people getting out and walking, or becoming mobile, or getting into game like a game, and. Meeting new people, they met friends. They, people were making little keychains and toys and handing them out at Pokestops and stuff. I mean, it was. It took over the world for a little bit. That's for sure. Yeah, it was super cool to see that. Mm-hmm. So the Pokemon Go, Pikachu, and Eevee is coming out for the Switch, which kind of incorporates that game into the Switch. You can trade items between or send them from your phone to your. Do you Switch. see AR stuff? They on the trailer they made it look sort of like it, but no, right? The Switch doesn't have a, a camera, so you can't do AR. Point. So, right, never mind. It, it's it's kind of like a hybrid. You walk in the game like a Pokemon game, like a, what they call the core game. However, you can, like, import crap from your phone, like Pokemon and stuff. Okay. Um, people have been saying, I don't fully understand all this wording, but people have said it's not a true core Pokemon game. That game is in development and will come out next year on the Switch. So this is more like just a fun game. Yeah, which is what, think of why they call it Pokemon Go, Pikachu, and Eevee, or whatever they call it. Okay. Because th- there's the core games, right? Like Pokemon, yeah, like, Crystal, like, and Black, right. and White, and all that jazz. Yeah. So we'll see one of those games where it's like a true RPG, like Final Fantasy, on your Switch. I hear you. Makes sense. But, wow, we went off Pokemon Quest train like a mofo. Yeah, I don't so, think that's not even in our, in our notes, is it? Nope. <laughs> All right, go on. I just remember playing it. So Pokemon Quest was... I, I didn't even know it was coming. It just kind of got dropped. And it's the mobile game. Sure. Really made for phones. But they put it on the Switch. Okay. And it's free for the Switch right now. It's one of those like pay-as-you-go kind of pay-for-tickets-and-stuff-to-speed-up things. So what's the difference between this and the Pokemon Go for okay. the Switch? Okay, so this game is... It looks like Minecraft. Everything's blocky. Okay. Even Pikachu and all that crap is blocky. You get three Pokemon, and you're on this weird island, blocky island. 
and you get to run with three Pokemon, and you have places you can go to to visit to fight Pokemon, and then you fight them in the wild. But when you go to this place, your Pokemon just run by themselves. The only thing you do is hit the attack button or the special attack when you see Pokemon. So you don't actually get to fight. You just click a button. They do the fight. Like I hear you. Um, you, 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 you command them to attack him, and then they just do it all on their yeah, own. Yeah, and they move on their own. So it'll say, warning, see, you know, wild Pokemon found. And then I wait till I see them, and then I click the special attack. And then the Pokemon will do a special, and then they will normal attack by themselves. And then when the special attack recharges, I click it again. So this is a game for a very young person. Well, I, I enjoyed it. Oh, you played it? I played a bunch. Okay, I thought this was a newer game coming out. It's out for the Switch for free right now. It's coming to mobile phones end of the month. Oh, gotcha. I will try to get it on my phone, and it wasn't out. And I found do they out have them? The do they do anything with the blockiness? Like, are they blocky because they build anything, or is it blocky just because that's yeah, the art not. style? It's just the art style. Okay. But then you go back to your home and, base. And you think it's like that because of the huge success of Minecraft? Yeah, I think they're just kind of doing a Minecraft knockoff. Makes sense. And it's a mobile game. Sure. It'll make them money. Yeah. But you go back to your home base, and you can you collect food while you're out, too. And you have a cooking pot at your home base, and you cook food, and then it attracts Pokemon. Wild Pokemon. Yep. And then those are your new friends that you like have in your little inventory that you can pick as one of the three to go out and fight. Mm-hmm. Or you can train with them, but when you train with them, you pretty much use them as a punching bag, and then they go away. Oh, really? So you'll take your three, and you'll train, and like kill one of your inventory oh, really? Pokemon. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Interesting. It is a mobile game. You know what? Actually, in Dungeon Hunters, because I know it because you like that game so much, uh, you kind of do a similar thing. You like unlock heroes, but you like use them to make other heroes better by just integrating them, or ba- not eating them, but I think of eating them every single time I, I integrate them wow. into... too much Pac-Man for y- you. Yeah, <laughs> into another one of my heroes. So you pretty much sacrifice them to make your... Yeah. The you, people you like yeah, You like break them down and put them into one of the other characters. Oh, just like your, a weapon. Yeah. Like, and break them down. Essentially like that. You just take Using actual heroes instead. Yeah. Which is kind of odd, but it is what it is. You can use them and upgrade them. Or you could use them to upgrade one of your other heroes instead. Uh, so, Pokemon Quest, it's a mobile game on a Switch. It's a good time waster, but it's not like it's a Pokemon game, like a core game. Or like a Dungeon Hunters, right? Yeah, it's more like a Dungeon Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> tap, tap, wait. Yeah. Um, it was a waste of time, but... But when you you're holding, it. as long as you're having fun, that's all that matters. I I think it'd be better on your phone because when you're holding it on your Switch, I know I, my Switch is a console, so I should be playing a game, like playing it. Sure. Where I'm just staring at my Switch, waiting for them to like dance around this yard while I'm attacking wild Pokemon. You're expecting more from a console, whereas a phone yeah. you don't necessarily expect a whole lot. No. Yep. Exactly. Okay. I so think. when it does launch for mobile. It will probably do okay, I think. I think it'll make Nintendo money. Makes sense. They should bring, uh, thinking about it, since uh, N- Nintendo Switch has a touchscreen, they should bring over more mobile games. Like, they should port them. There in. is no reason not to. This works great on the... I, I only used buttons because I forgot, like we've talked about before, I forgot it was a touchscreen. Right. 
It would actually. Make... You don't even need the Joy Cons attached to the freaking screen. Agreed. You could you could lose your Joy Cons and play the game. <laughs> or if you again, if you took a game, let's say they they partnered up with uh, one of these other the, one of the largest mobile games out there. They took a, a handful, decided they were Dungeon going Hunters. For it. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, like Dungeon Hunters, exactly. So they they take that game, <laughs> they 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 port it over, or actually probably a, a real legitimately large game. Would be like uh, Star Wars. I think it's Star Wars Galaxy. Star Star Wars Heroes. Oh, okay, yep. I remember you talked about that. Right. So they'll take that game, uh, port that over. They could use their actual Nintendo buttons, as well as maybe the touch screen. But but you know, it wouldn't take much effort for Nintendo to say, all right, instead of actually needing to touch the screen, we'll use these buttons instead. Yeah. So they had a little finger, like a pointer. Yeah. And the joy, the Joy-Con joystick would just move that around, and you would click. Right, and it was like a mouse. Exactly, it wouldn't take much effort to do that. And like I said, I forgot the screen was touchable, so I could have just been doing that. Hmm. And the architecture of the Switch is an ARM processor, which is pretty much what runs all the phones. Oh. So porting your game over would probably be really easy. Interesting. Like, could we figure out how to do it? Oh, dude, we'd have to break you, it. You, you want to get Dungeon Hunters on the Switch? Or just other mobile games in the in the first place. Because to get mobile games on a high-performing machine like yeah, this... Yeah, it'd be like putting it on a super high-powered tablet. Yeah, that'd be pretty epic. See, you'd have to hack your Switch, though, because... I know, and I don't want to break it. It's hacked now, though. The Switch got fucking hacked. You have to have the Gen 1, because it has the old Tiger processor. But... Okay, so, okay, well, let's say with the current Gen... Yeah, that's what we have. That's the one that's hackable. Okay. So the current gen. Could you... Have you heard of anyone putting an Android-based system on it? No, they got Linux on it. Have they ever put any Android games on it? Yeah, I haven't. You you, you haven't heard of this happening No, I've stayed out of the hacking scene for a long time, so I don't really know what's going on. I just kind of hear bits and pieces. But they do... You can run full emulators. I think someone was running GameCube on it. Interesting. Okay, all right. I was just curious. Because I, f- I just feel like it would be easy for them to do it if they ever decided that they wanted to do it. Yeah. You d- the game just has to get recompiled for the Switch. Yeah. And then put in the eShop to be legitimate. Which, mm-hmm. again, would be easy if the biggest game developer just started porting the games. The problem you have is depends on if they charge for the game or there's in-game purchases, right? Because there was a game that was a mobile game that they sold... They, they do sell on the Switch eShop, and they charge money for it, and people got pissed. They're like, this is a fucking mobile game. Why are they charging me 10 bucks? for instance? Mm-hmm. This is a $2 game, mobile game. But, but Nintendo I, wants a piece of it. So well, I heard it. they did upgrade the game some. Well. So it really depends on how they go about putting the game on the eShop. Is it free to play with in-game purchases, or mm-hmm. is it 2 bucks and you get to play the full game without ads? If it was really cheap, it'd have to be really cheap. But if it was really cheap, I would be willing to pay for a, a mobile game that I would normally get for free on a phone. But see, but it'd have to be really the cheap. The hard part with the free mobile games is usually there's ads. Well, you'd, or, you'd have to remove those. Or they, yeah. If I'm so, going to pay for it on the Nintendo. Part of the deal is I don't have to watch so, ads. So two to five bucks is pretty good, or is that too much? Yeah, no, five bucks would be fine. I'd be willing to pay five dollars. But I don't want ads. And then do you take out those ticket the ticket system? What do you mean? You know how like you pay to play where you? No, uh, that's that's still part of it. 
That's how that's how the game developer makes all their bazillions of dollars. Well, then they should have the game for free. That's fine. Well, how does Nintendo make money? Because Nintendo won't port it over unless they can make money. What how about do they make? What money? about the transaction of buying the tickets? Because you're to you get a piece of every single thing. Yeah. Then in that case, it should be a hundred percent free. Yeah. Um. It would be a little more complicated because obviously it wouldn't be that much complicated. They would, you, you, they would just make a deal with the developer. Let's say they made a deal with Star Wars. They're, they're going to port over Star Wars heroes, and they make a deal with Star Wars and says, "I want twenty five percent of all the transactions. Just, yeah. just a blanket twenty five percent." So this Pokemon Quest game is like maybe one of the first kind that's doing this, but I'm assuming Nintendo owns the game ish. Mm-hmm. Someone else developed it, but it's Nintendo's property, so they're they're splitting it. I don't know why they're not doing this. To be honest, the more I, the more I talk about it, it's they can be making bonkers amounts of money for free. You just port over this Android game to your to your device, and now you get a portion of this huge amount of money that these games are, are pulling in every single day. As long as they do it right, and and don't charge ten bucks for a fucking mobile game. They could make money. Mm-hmm. Because I'd rather play a game on my Switch than my phone. Like if Mario, like the games I play on mobile are Mario Run, Animal Crossing, and there's maybe one more. But I would replay Mario Run again on my Switch. Mm-hmm. But it was free. Hold up, the demo was free. You had to buy the game for ten bucks. I bought the game for ten bucks, and they still were like having DLC chunks come out. You know what I found out? Okay, so my phone, it overheats re- relatively easily. If, I, if I'm playing a high-end game, I can't play it for a real long time, uh, especially if I'm going to play VR. If I'm going to use it as oh, a VR, yeah. it overheats in a hurry. Not only does it overheat, but it also just drains the battery. Yeah, because heat's bad for batteries. Right. There is somebody else I met couple days ago that has my exact phone that watches whole TV series in VR without her phone overheating. So it's my phone that's the problem. Because she has the exact same phone as I do. Was that a Galaxy S7? Mm-hmm. Mm, weird. It is weird. Because I thought it was... Maybe, maybe she's got a new phone. Maybe she's got the S8, and that's why she's able to watch uh, Netflix all in straight VR all the goddamn time. But no, it's... Well, we had a, we had a, we had S6s at work, and I would put them in the VR the Samsung heat. gear, but they would burn battery like crazy, and they'd be hot, real hot. Because yeah, mine's like lava hot all the time. You're just obsessed. I think you've broken your phone. I think I honestly have, and I'm not even joking about that because I was trying to play some games the other day. Oh my god! And your ice cube tray melted. You couldn't <laughs> even get new ice cubes. <laughs> well, that's right. I told you about that. I play mobile games sometimes on an ice cube tray. Do you, do you, um, it's like wintertime, and you have your car AC going so you can just hold the phone up to the vent Wait. just to keep it cold. Since we're on this line of discussion okay. right now, yep. we actually need to start talking about this new phone that just came out because Asus of this reason. Republic of Gamers. Yeah. I just tweeted you this last night. Yeah. Because that freaking dude. I tweeted it first, FYI. No. I did. If you check I texted my, you. If you check my timeline, I tweeted it first and then you later on texted me or tweeted me this, this oh, content. You dick. You think you're so smart. I, I just go on. <laughs> go my, on. <laughs> my Twitter pigeon bird was faster than yours. No, it wasn't. It was it was hours behind. But go on. <laughs> so, what was the last phone? The first gaming phone was a Razer. Yes. Gaming phone. Uh, 
Asus ROG Republic of Gamers just announced they will be selling a true gaming cell phone. And it looks epic. This is actually made to game on. The the ports for your plugins, your USB and headphones and such go onto the side of the phone, which when you turn your phone sideways to play a game, point down. Correct. You don't now, have that crap poking your hand. They have all sorts of unique configurations. So ordinarily, let's say you just use it just as a phone. The ports actually come out the bottom, but they have like an attachment. I don't know how this works, but they have an attachment that clicks oh, there's on. There's a big port on the side of your phone. Oh, is that what it is? So it, when it clicks in, it like plugs it, it, it gets in. the information from there. Got yeah, it. Yeah, it's like a USB port. So then, then your, your headphones go straight out the bottom, or if your phone is tilted sideways, so it would be coming out technically the side, so, but it's when you're holding it gaming, it comes out the bottom, so your headphones and your mic and stuff can all go down there. It can be docked, so it comes with a dock you can drop it in, and then from that dock you can plug in a TV monitor, a keyboard, a mouse, so you can have a full entire gaming setup from running from your phone. Uh, it has a ton of ports. Just uh, I don't even know how many ports it has, but a lot of ports. It also has a really cool, uh, it almost looks like a Nintendo DS setup, where it drops and clicks into a handheld unit, which already has a screen on it, so then it turns into a two-screened video game system. So you can do, what, what they were showing was they had Twitch running up top of you streaming Twitch out with the chat, and then the bottom screen was the game you were playing. That's awesome. That's what I want. That's what I want right there. Uh, also, on top of that, it has it's fan cooled. It has an what is it called? RBG. Yeah, RBG LED on the back. Yeah, it has, it has an RBG LED on the back. So just like all the cool gaming uh, PCs and keyboards and mice and stuff like that, they all got RBG all over them. So they're they're glowing keyboards and glowing mice and stuff like that. They have a really cool, awesome, glowing uh, symbol on the back that you can change the color to whatever you want. You can have it strobing. Well, go on. What, what are you looking at here? What the hell? It says it supports YG, YGIG, certified 802.11 AD Wi-Fi. I don't know what that means. That, 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 that's we have AC Wi-Fi here at work? Sure. It supports the next gen AD. That's nuts. Awesome. I, I haven't seen that on anything yet. So to put it in a mobile phone... Holy smokes. We've been looking at this stuff for work, and it's like getting an AC chip that small is hard enough as it is. That's awesome. I mean, the phone is aggressive looking. It has a, a really cool looking fingerprint scanner on the back um, to open it's up your phone. Edgy. Yeah, it's it's really, it looks like a gaming phone. It's it's aggressive. It's, it's uh, got all these cool sharp edges on it. It's cool to look at. It's stunning, uh, color-wise. It's uh, got all these abilities. I want this phone. The screen is not as refresh rate high as the Razer. Right. It has a 90 hertz instead of 120 yeah. hertz. But so Razer still has the most hertz, but I think... This should be more powerful. It is significantly more powerful. It has its own fan in it, for God's sakes. Well, it's not in it. It's that clip-on. Oh, really? Yeah, that clip-on strap is the fan system. Oh, I see now. But they have vents and such. But you would be using that every time you wanted to be like seriously gaming anyways. Well, you, you would for sure. I would for sure. Yes. I wouldn't own an Android. Okay. <laughs> I <would> go, <laughs> I'm going to go buy a Windows phone. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. But this phone has got me hyped. I really want this thing bad. 
Uh, we have no idea what the price tag is on this thing. No, I'm wondering if it's going to have an SD card. They, I think they mentioned the, the dock might, but I want to know if the phone will. Oh, on top of the ability to that that it drops into a Nintendo DS looking like a gaming, mobile gaming rig. It also has clip-ons that can go onto the side of the phone as well, so you can have a different way to have hand grips and uh, more of a gaming experience. Yeah, so you the com- you can get a dongle that allows wireless streaming to your TV. Oh, yeah. And then it's literally, it looks like two Joy-Cons that attach to the sides of the phone. Yeah. And then you can use your phone as a controller while also mirroring the phone to your TV. That's super cool. It we were talking I was talking to Steve earlier today and it back in the day, early two thousands, mm-hmm. Windows wanted a phone that was your phone and your workstation. You dock it, you get your monitor, keyboard right. and mouse. Yep. Then Samsung did something too. They did this exact same thing about a year later. Um, we've had thin clients that tried to do the same thing mm-hmm. um, in work environments. But in reality when you're running uh, a phone OS, you're really neutered to what you can do, the power and the apps. Right. It, it's very basic. Yeah. This is still Android. It's still a slightly neutered operating system, but you have at least Google Office. I think you said Microsoft Office is on Android. Yep. So you'll be able to do some stuff, but it still won't be a full-blown workstation. However, this phone's pretty darn powerful, so while you're not going to be able to do Photoshop or some big uh, CAD thing, you should be able to do a bunch of standard work right. stuff. And on this it. might be the very first time that actually these dock stations really kick off because it's being used for a very specific purpose. It's being used for gaming. Whereas the other ones were trying to be used as a computer. Work. Well, work computer. Well, yeah. But I mean, but they were trying to sell it as a full blown computer. Like, you take this dock. You put your phone in, whether it be your Samsung S8 or your Windows phone at the time. I forget which one it was. I think it was like the 950. You drop it in this dock, and all you need is a monitor, a keyboard, and a mouse, and of course the dock. And now you can now you have your full-blown computer wherever you go. You walk around the house. You have a computer. You have a phone. You, you sit down. You drop it in your dock, and now you have a computer. And it acts like a computer. Behaves like a computer. So everything that you love about the normal Windows 10 works just fine on it, or in Samsung's uh, uh, version, it, anything that you like about a Chromebook, it works just like that. But it never took off because people want more power for the computer. This computer isn't powerful enough, but if you're using it specifically for just gaming and mobile gaming... Well, yeah, you're not playing game games. Correct. You're, mobile games. you're not playing an Xbox game. You're not playing a PlayStation game on this thing. But... For you, like for instance, me, I'll be able to play Dungeon Hunters or, or whatever. <laughs> I'll be able to play Sonic Forces Mobile. Yeah, exactly. I'll be able to play, uh, you know, or Titanfall. I'll be able to play one of these games on a big screen with uh, a keyboard and mouse, whatever. Have Twitch running off of it all at the same time because they have oh, so many different extensions coming off of it. Uh, it has uh, an awesome set of abilities that I kind of blow me away. Yeah. I don't know. That's that, I guess. I'm excited, but I'm assuming it's going to have a pretty big price tag. Right. I I agree. Uh, we have no idea what the price tag is on it. I, let, let's say that it comes out at $700. That's just going to be just the phone. 
Yeah, the docks those... and the accessories will be. Yeah, it's gonna easily run up to a thousand if you buy a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they come out with just like a bundle. I can maybe just buy that. But I mean, they still have to be competitive against the Razor, and the Razor was seven hundred. Yeah, but the Razor didn't have any of these other accessories. It doesn't matter, though. It's still a competitor. Yeah, but let's say that they sell their phone. Oh, yeah, the the phone will be... But then the accessories are accessories. You expect to pay for those. Agreed. Agreed. And I think think you'll see a bump in the Twitch mobile users, like, uh, streaming out. I think so, too. Especially when you can play Fortnite and PUBG on phone, but... With a keyboard and mouse. Mm-hmm. See, is this going to give an unfair unfair advantage to those people? Then it will. Hmm. It will give. Uh, it, will, it will definitely give an unfair advantage to mobile versus mobile. When one of these guys has uh, extra, uh, either, or yeah, extra buttons. Yeah, because it's the same. Like on the pinball arcade, which is on mobile and PC, but they have like a scoring rankings per device. Mhm. Well now if you can have a keyboard and mouse or a controller instead of the touch screen, you're going to you're going to have a slight advantage. Yeah, but that okay. But with that said, that's the exact same thing like if you bought an Xbox Elite controller versus a regular controller. It's going to give this Xbox Elite controller or a scuff controller an advantage. That's why people bought these things. So it's the same so thing. So cuz they're cheaters. No, not because they're cheaters. Well, it sounds like cheating. <laughs> you better call the band, please. <laughs> but, but it does give them uh, a an advantage. Yeah. I don't. Not, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it cheating, but I would, it definitely I gives know. them an advantage. I might call it cheating yeah. when, when I'm raging out because sure. I'm losing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next we have another console coming out. It's the Atari VCS. Yep, that's they, all over Indiegogo right now. They've teased it for a while now. It looked like a new gen twenty six hundred, mm-hmm. and people were really worried that that they were going to drop the ball on this. People were scared that Atari doesn't know what they're doing. They haven't been in the console game for years, right? And they were going to release a new Ouya that just freaking fails and sucks. I don't even know what Ouya is. Yeah, it's a little Android box that you plug to your TV and you play mobile games from the Google Play Store. Okay, on your TV. Okay. Sounds lame. But that is what I mentally thought that this was going to turn into anyways, but go on. Okay, so, the main thing is, it looks like an Atari 2600 that's upgraded. You can get a joystick with one single button, just like the old Atari, and you can play, they say, 100 classic Atari 2600 games. Mm-hmm. However, the new controller is wireless, and... There's a full-blown controller as well. Full, a full just normal, like an normal, Xbox-looking yeah. controller. It looks actually just like an Xbox. The unit runs Linux... It's open. You can make your own games on it. And it also has voice activation. It's going to be real integrated in with Twitch and other streaming services. Yeah. And so in their um, Indiegogo launch video, you say something like, Hey, Atari, play twenty, play uh, Tempest 2600 or yeah. t- t- 4000. Yeah, I'm and then the game it up. <laughs> loads it up. Mm-hmm. And it has sold, I think they had 100,000... Dollar like Indiegogo launch and it's well over two million. Yeah, so people bought it up. Yeah, people really want this system, and I guess without a big AAA game, to me, I don't see the purpose of it because I. It's an expensive 
nostalgic box right at and the that, moment and that's what I'm looking at I'm looking at it is essentially of an extremely expensive uh, new NES what are those called the, the, NES, the, the, classic. the, yeah, the NES classic it looks like an extremely expensive NES classic yeah so the console you can buy the console only in Onyx Black for 200 right you can buy the old wood grain front that's without controllers yep 200 no control. bucks yeah. <clears throat> you can buy the one controller nostalgic wood grain one for 300 right you can buy a switch for 300 yeah and a switch has triple a games on it yeah it has a lot of games on it well and, and speaking of 300 i mean that comes that, that's with everything right now i think the the xbox one's also 300 so you can get any system right now for about 300 dollars, give or take so why would I buy your Atari for $300 when you haven't announced any big title games except for your classic games and the ability to put any future game on it? Yeah. There's there's a there's a couple packages that are lower priced like um I think there's the black it's all black Onyx up to 300. So there's like the black version with the single joystick controller for 229. And I think for two fifty or two sixty, it comes with both controllers, but you're still getting up toward three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. It's a hard pill to swallow without a bunch of games listed, but I think the potential I that think it offers is potentially going to be uh, big. And I agree with you; it has a lot of potential. It blatantly has a lot of potential, but I don't see why. They thought that they could release a brand new console without going to EA or going to Blizzard and saying, hey, we need a game for our system. True. Um, the other thing is, too, is that there's not a ton of games on Linux. Uh, Steam, who is on PC, and Valve made that. Yeah. They brought Steam to Linux, and so there is a handful of Linux-ported games, but not every game is on Linux via Steam, but you still have to have Steam. So I wonder if they hope a bunch of those developers will bring their game from Steam to Atari. But who knows how... Do they have a shop where you buy them? Or what? I don't know how that's going to work yet. I think it looked like they did. From from the trailers that I saw, it looked like they had a shop. Because um, I think they all like, every council now has a shop, so I assume that they would as well. Uh because you could see all the old games because that, that wasn't like a shop environment kind of thing it was just organized like that oh is it okay yeah. so we'll see it's it's interesting to see all these old companies coming back like Sega's coming, making a comeback mm-hmm. Atari came out of freaking nowhere they have a lot of assets um, however from the old days right so I think they own Pong yeah there was a Pong 3D game on my PC that I remember playing a bunch and I really hope they bring that to the VCS. Hmm. But a bunch of YouTube people, when they first announced this, were poo-pooing it. And then when this new update, updated info came out, they're getting pretty excited because no one thought they were going to have Twitch on it or YouTube or, or voice, or voice activated. Yeah. Um, they were just like, "Oh, you can play a bunch of old 2600 games and 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 make your own Linux game." Okay, this, this is a new Ouya. Right, which runs Android, mm-hmm. but uh, this might actually this might actually work. I mean, I'm gonna have to watch it happen because right now I'm not on board. I think it's a cool idea, has a lot of potential, and it could be a brand new. Because we need more console systems in the game right now. Right now, we got two guys who control everything. 
Or no, let's say that. I take that back. There's three guys because there's Nintendo as well. There's three guys out there that control everything. It'd be nice to get Atari or Sega back in the game. Oh, I would love uh, like. I guess they're picking a decent market though. They're picking a niche market. They're not just like Nintendo. They're, you're not going after Sony or Microsoft. That's a dumb idea. Okay. Unless you came out with some big guns. But that's why I was saying I don't know how they can release a console without going to EA or Blizzard. Right, yeah. Like, you hope they come out with a game that's going to work on it. Because mm-hmm. they're not coming out with... I mean, it'll, it'll have quote-unquote HD graphics, but it's not coming out with 3D, uh, with a, the horsepower of a PS4. Because at this time, you got to be a PS4 Pro Plus 5 if you want to you know, be the new Big Daddy console. There's just no point. Even if Sega released a new Dreamcast, like people keep wanting them to release a new Dreamcast 2, they're going to have a hard time entering the market again, uh, competing directly against Microsoft and Sony, unless they had a huge lineup of games ready, or, like they did with the Dreamcast 1, you have a bunch of arcade games ported to it. So now you can play your arcade games in your house, mm-hmm. which I would love. I'd buy it just based off that fact. Sure. The problem is, are you going to steal money from your arcade? Because you don't want to do that either. I don't think you will steal... I, I think what it'll do is it'll give you the... Is there a history to that? Does Have people said that they stole money from the arcade? Not fully, but I don't know if they released the arcade games first and then let them be in the arcade for a while, then reported them to the Dreamcast. I don't remember the timelines of things, but sure. like if you just had a thing that said, okay, we won't port a game for one year from arcade release... Mm-hmm. I'd be. I mean, I'd love that. I'd love to play a bunch of arcade games in, at my house instead of having to go try to find them in our tiny ass town. I hear you. I guess I just feel like that uh, arcade games are unique and special because they're arcade games. Even if I can play that on, play them at home, yes, they're going to be fun at home. I'll enjoy them. But when I see them in an arcade, it's because they come with something special. Oh, like you're sitting down in an environment. Subwoofers, lights. Right. I mean, it's a it's an experience. Correct. You definitely miss that at home. Yeah, definitely. All you're gonna have is your TV, and that's it. All right, let's move on to. We got two little movies we can talk about, and then um, this will be wrapped up until pinball night. Tomorrow. Right. That's tomorrow night. <sighs> did we talk about Thursday night yet? Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Andy's coming. She's going to kick your ass. I know. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm ashamed already. Oh, I forgot, though. She was totally okay with being interviewed, not being wasted. She played uh, lots of Nintendo growing up. So I think she'd be a decent person to talk to. Because her boyfriend, John, uh, you know, he has to be wasted. Well, maybe if she does the interview, maybe that'll encourage him to actually start talking. Yeah, maybe, because this isn't scary. Because he's a big gamer, and I would would really like to do an interview with him. Yeah, He's huge. He games on everything. Mm -hmm. He has every console. Mm -hmm. Um, Does the VR stuff. Mm -hmm. Does the mobile game junk. Mm -hmm. I think, what game does he play on the mobile phone? Wait, when you say VR, does he have an an Oculus? He has the other one, the HTC. Okay. The Vive. Wow. So he's... I'm pretty sure he... Uses all of his money he makes for just for just gaming. games. No, oh, that, that's actually what I got out of it too. Is that uh, he, that's what he spends like ninety nine percent of his time doing? Yeah. So I'll text him like, "Hey, I'm going to go to Doc Park," and like two hours later, "Oh, sorry, uh, I was in Rocket League." Right. It's like <laughs> you are so obsessed with your phone. How did you miss my message? Sure. He's just a he. Uh, he'll get into something and he just forgets about the real world. Uh huh. But he does. 
I don't think he has the VR on the PlayStation, but he has like the PlayStation, the Xbox. I think he even got the new Xbox Scorpio. He did because he pre-ordered it. And I was like joking about buying his old Xbox from him. Well, the Xbox Scorpio is the Xbox One. This is One X. No, what's that called? Isn't that the Scorpio? No. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, wasn't that the nickname for it? I thought that the Scorpio was X was just a regular Xbox One. I thought that was uh Yeah, the One X. Oh it is the X, you're right. Okay, yeah, Xbox wow. One X. Yeah, you're right. Guess who knows more than Steve about <laughs> video games? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um so I was gonna buy his old his old One X. Uh-huh. Or I'm sorry, his old Xbox One. Um, but then he thought about giving it to his girlfriend, and I was like, "Well, whatever." Why, why would you need two? I was gonna pass on pass on the deal to a friend of mine. Okay, gotcha. Because they're three sixty red ringed, and so he has sure. had nothing. And they 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 don't like game a whole lot, but they definitely use it for Netflix and and the kids. There's a thing called a Roku. Yeah, but that doesn't play DVDs. Oh, okay. They have yeah, a lot yeah. of DVDs. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, you're right. Um, and all the DVD players with like the Netflix app built in, they suck. You're right. No, yeah, if you're you, slow. Yeah, if you're gonna play Blu-rays and you want an interactive system, uh, then the gaming systems are the way to go. Yeah, I mean, my wife doesn't like it because the controller is complicated. But they all come with their own control. You can get just uh, the remote. Yeah, like I have an Xbox remote, and not not just an Xbox controller. Yeah, I got a DVD player for Christmas, so <sighs> Nikki doesn't even watch discs. Hmm. We don't even watch TV anymore with the baby. Once the baby starts yelling, it's like you can't hear anything. Why even watch TV? I hear you. I hear anyway, you. we're gonna have yeah. You. Sorry, we're gonna have Andy. Yeah, she's gonna th- right. throw John under the bus. It's gonna be great. So there has been some pretty cool movie trailers that have just dropped recently. There has been one uh, Transformers Bumblebee. Yep. And then also the new Spider-Man cartoon. I think it's called uh, what is it? Into the Spider Verse or something like that. So I had I I saw you post this in the Slack channel at work. Yeah. And I was just like, what the hell, another Spider-Man? I didn't watch it. I was like, this is I saw the Transformers trailer yesterday and I'm just like stop bringing back the same stupid Transformers. Like if you want to reboot Transformers, then just do a full reboot. Do a full reboot. Mm-hmm. Make a new Bumble, make a new style Bumblebee. And and uh, making a new thing, he is newer styled. He it, looks the same his, as his, last his with Marky look, Mark. Yeah, his face looks very similar. But I'm saying technically, if they wanted to make this reboot, technically, uh, he is now a, a beetle, a Volkswagen beetle. But he can change, right? Because he yes. went from a Camaro to a no, yeah, a piece of shit, and then yeah. to a better Camaro. So it, it, most likely, this is the exact same Bumblebee that we are. That we know, right? Well, what I took from it because it looked like it was from the eighties. Correct. It looked like it's it was a prequel. It is definitely a prequel. I'm just saying that I think if, in theory, let, let's say that the way this trailer looks, it looks far more emotional. It looks uh, not so over the top, action packed, and just. Goofy. It wasn't filmed by JJ. No, JJ did. No, he. Uh, you who, mean uh, Michael Bay? Yeah, Michael it, Bay. Yeah, it did not look like this film. If it is a prequel. I understand then. If it is just its own standalone movie, like they're just trying to like have these backstories, uh, make it its own thing. Mm-hmm. Stop doing the same crap. I'd it love to see a new Bumblebee. It kind of feels like it's its own thing. It is. A, it is a prequel, but it kind of feels like its own thing as well. Like it's. It's just him all by himself, and I don't know. I think it's going to be good. Also, 
I'm probably giving it a huge benefit of the doubt considering that every single Transformers movie has just been complete, just a, a big goofball the entire time. And it's hard, too, because with um, Michael Bay, they were just... You were there for enjoyment of explosion. Correct. What is my friend? She said it was like explosion porn? Yeah. That's all those movies are. Yeah, 100%. And when the ones with Marky Mark came out, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg... They got so much worse. They, they got were so much just worse. Bad. And it made me so frustrated because I thought, oh, Mark's spinning. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Mark, Marky Mark's in it. Um, I feel like this could be even better than the other ones, and they turn out to be way worse. At least in my opinion, far worse than the first trilogy. Yeah, you have a star actor. Yeah. And it just turns into this wannabe Transformers movie. Yeah, I think Transformers Three is still my favorite. I think a lot of people like Transformers 1 the most. Um, 1 has some cool elements in it because it's a little bit scary right in the very beginning. The very first time you ever see a villain show up, he starts wasting people, which is one thing to think about. So in Marky Marks, uh, Optimus Prime hates humans in the very beginning of the movie. Absolutely hates them because they're killing off his entire family. Just murdering and committing genocide versus the Transformers. Yeah, they're going after him. Right. I forgot about they that. They have killed off everyone that he knows, and all he's done is basically sacrificed his life for humans. Yeah, he's tried to save them. Right. And now they're murdering off all of his friends. So he hates humans. And the very first time you see Optimus Prime jump in to try to do something, he jumps in, does this flip, and he starts hosing the... There's a, a field full of bad guys, and he misses every single one of them and all I could think is wow I know what you tried to do was make it look cool with fancy explosions all over the place but what to me all I saw was you miss every single thing in the field he didn't shoot a single human now I get they made a PG they don't want to make Optimus Prime a bad guy and kill any humans but to me it made him just look like wow are you able to aim I mean, There's a he, bunch of bad guys out he here. He tried to, because he doesn't actually want to hurt no, humans. No, he, but he absolutely hates them, and they really make him seem like he just... He sees them as pure villains, as basically Hitlers, and he's going to wipe them out. So he, got, he does this flip in, hoses across the field, and just explosions all over the place. And he misses everybody. Now, they all do one of those, like... Like one of those, like, flies, because there's an explosion near them. Oh, sure. But that doesn't count. You didn't kill that guy. You had an explosion near that guy. What if there's shrapnel? You don't know. Well, I think the camera what, zoom up. I think that's what we were supposed to accept. Was there was an explosion near the guy? He's dead, and it, or he's knocked out. And uh, I just thought it was goofy. And compared, can you compare that to the very first Transformers, where uh, I forget what the helicopter guy's name is, but he shows up as a regular oh, helicopter, and yeah. then he does this big transformation in front of everybody, and no one knows what the heck is going on. And he starts genociding all the humans that are nearby him. And it's epic and dangerous and scary. You compare that versus Optimus Prime not able to hit the broad side of a barn, and it's like, well, I don't know. This is something else. I would have to rewatch it, but I thought I remember after seeing the first one going, oh, this is going to be a real good series. Yeah. And then it just started going downhill. Yeah, I mean, I guess in my memory, and again, I was younger at the time, so it's probably all nostalgia, but me remembering episode one, 
Uh, for, yeah, it's an episode now, you know, in this anthology or whatever it's called now. The very first movie is funny, it's action-packed, has lots of explosions, but it's not a joke. Whereas I felt like number two is definitely a joke. Is that what the one with the two little guys, the yep. little beep and bop? Yeah, that one's definitely a joke. It's not good oh, at no. all. Number three, I enjoy the most out of everything. But then number five, pure garbage. What happened to four? Or, sorry, four, pure garbage. Five, pure garbage. Five is the worst garbage possible. I, I couldn't, I I couldn't finish it. I literally, I tried. I, I rented it on Redbox. I started watching it. And about a quarter of the way in, I was like, you've got to be kidding my eyeballs can't take this anymore, and I turned it off. Is Mark Wahlberg in it? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sad. It is. If I would have paid money to go see this in the theater, I may have stayed through the whole entire movie because you, you spent... You're, you're vested 10 right. 13 bucks. Yeah. Exactly. So I probably would have waited it out, just pissed off the entire time. But here, I've only spent like $1.25 at Redbox. I don't have to uh, subject myself to this nonsense no. anymore. Your time is your hour or two hour worth yeah. more than a dollar. I, I can pull out and pull on something on it on Netflix and it'd be so much better. Okay, so back on topic of the Transformers Bumblebee. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's where we started with this conversation. <laughs> Maybe it'll be good. Yeah. I am not excited for it. I'm, I don't know. It's a new director. I'm going right? to watch it probably um, just because that's usually what ends up happening. Uh, but it does look, we'll link the trailer, but it does look way more emotional and more story-driven yeah. than explosions and excitement. Right. There is a bad... It looks like there's a, a deep connection in between him and the the new girl human that, yeah. that he gets found by. I didn't... Oh, I don't want to wreck the trailer. That's fine. The trailer's we, all over the place. If you haven't seen it by now, go see it. It's it's just a trailer. She's under... I didn't realize she's under the car and you, his, his face is there and she's like, what the hell? Right. And then it kind of zooms out and he comes up. Uh, I didn't realize she was under it until it, that scene finished. Oh, she was under working on the car underneath. Yeah. But even then, when I saw that, I thought, that's going to be creepy when I watched that yeah, in, actually, in the trailer. Because she's, yeah, she's in there underneath the trailer and then she runs across the face. And I'm like, this is going to be a creepy scene. Because this thing's going to open its eyes, and it did. opens up its eyes, and it's startling. But then he's scared of her. And that's what made it endearing, because at first it was scary, like, okay. She's scared, yeah. Right. This thing is transforming right in front of her. It's, uh, yeah, it would definitely be scary. But then it, it backs off, because it's scared of her, kind of like a, like a cub would be scared of you. I think the best part is when she put that music tape in, and, and he then shot he shot it, it back out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe you're right. Maybe it'll be all right. Um, and who it's knows? a whole new director. It's a new writer. It's a new re... Re preboot? Yeah, I think that's what people are hoping is that this. Do you think they're gonna start doing? This is almost like Marvel. Like, who the fuck owns Transformers? I don't remember. Is this? Is, I feel like this is gonna be like Marvel. It's uh... where they start doing these, you know, Optimus Prime. <sighs> Hasbro and Tommy own it, so. It's created by Hasbro, but it's not. Who? Dream, DreamWorks. Oh, okay. Paramount Pictures and DreamWorks. All right. So, you know, it it would be pretty neat if they started doing these throwback movies, right, where you have Optimus Prime and then all the bad guys. But it's like, it kind of focuses. But it seems like, maybe it's not a cash grab, but Bumblebee was kind of the most popular, friendly, funny one. And him, so yeah, him, they're him making and, his movie right, because him he's, and Optimus. he's more, the kids liked him. Correct. 
Because he was funny. He'd have those funny quotes coming off his radio. Yeah. He's the only other character besides Optimus that anyone really knew. And Optimus, you could say technically that these other Transformers movies are his movies. Because he's the leader. He's the central yep, character. Yep. So you could he say... He is the guy when you think of Transformers. Yeah. So you could say he already has his movies. He, they're all the Transformers movies. So with that said, let's make a Bumblebee movie. So I, I know of some people who are love Transformers, mm-hmm. and they love, I think it's called like the G1, which is, I think, some old cartoon. Generation 1. Yeah. So how come they don't do some throwback to that, if that's the most loved? But see, that's the thing. That's, because I think, an film, older generation right. of nostalgia. I would say because filmmakers uh, don't really usually give a shit about geeks. They think that they do. That's why they produce movies like this. Like in Star Wars and stuff. Right, in Star Wars. But then when it actually comes down to try to hit canon or try to... You want money. Yeah. You only care about You gotta money. hit either more of the populace or more of the kids. Correct. Uh, to, so to try to hit the actual nail on the head, they don't really try very hard. They try to hit more of a wide uh, the spectrum. The yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you like Star Wars a lot. Okay, that's cool. But, uh... We need to market this for the whole mass. So how do we really do this? Because we're not really going to talk about Darth Maul. We're going to talk about Darth Maul, but twisted in a way that will actually appeal to everybody. Something like that. Yeah. We'll see what they do with the Boba Fett movie, then. And that's what I'm a little bit nervous about. Is I think there's what fans want from Boba Fett, and then there's what can we sell to the mass market. So we'll see what happens. The other movie was the one you were talking about was Spider-Man. Correct. So, like I was saying earlier, I saw I saw the the pre picture right in yes. Slack, and I just thought, get out of here! I'm so sick of rebooted Spider-Mans over and over. Yeah, that I'm over it. Yeah, but then you came in here to record, and you whipped out your phone. He whipped out his phone. Yes, to clarify my <laughs> phone. Go on. Showed me the the um, trailer. I was blown away. Yeah, the graphics are awesome uh-huh. it's cartoony but cell shaded but realistic yeah the art the art in it is super cool it, it's a story i've never heard of before but i guess you said it was already in the spider-man universe yep. uh it, it it was like mind-blowing of this is going to be awesome because it takes what we know and it almost says hey are you sick of spider-man yeah uh here's a new spider-man right that you'll probably enjoy and I think they're right. Right. Because we, by now, have seen, kind of like with Batman, we've seen the very beginning of Spider-Man over and over again. We don't want to see it anymore. And not only that, uh, I think that we've seen enough of it that we're, we're, we're ready for something new. So not only do they give us something new, but it's in a different way. It's animated. A totally different way. It's animated. It's super funny. Uh, it has, and mi- it's still in the universe, though, like, in the comic, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, exactly. Um, the new Spider-Man is like Miles Moranis or something like that. So yeah, the name of it is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, and it's um, because they have multiple Spider-Men in it. They have the original Spider-Man. So there's Peter, right? He he is retiring essentially, yeah, because he's getting old, and he brings on or finds the new Spider-Man, which is... Miles. Miles. 
and uh, so he's a young black boy whose his father is a cop. Um, <laughs> so many funny scenes with that in the it, trailer. Right. It's it looks absolutely hilarious. Super action packed. Tons of fun. And then also they bring on Gwen Stacy. So and then yeah, the, the girl Gwen Stacy. I've seen her a lot in uh, like Comic Cons and stuff like that. I don't know much about her character. I've seen her a lot on like covers of comic books. I just I've never read any of her yeah I just stuff. I had no idea about her right um so but you were saying Miles is from the future yes well okay as far as I knew oh so maybe not in this story but in the correct. comics it, right in in the comics that I knew of he was way in the future like Spider Man's been dead and then he shows up several years later maybe like twenty years later or something like that in a totally different essentially new world because Spider-Man's been dead for so long and uh, in this version he is trained by the original Spider-Man which I think is a lot cooler and it a lot is better. super neat I love and it was kind of you could sort of say it was kind of like Star Wars handing the baton off yeah. in episode yeah. 7 Peter hands it off to Miles and then not only then but they also bring in Gwen so you got three Spider-Man all on the screen on all at the same time and they're doing it in um an animated form, so you can do anything with it. Anything, and that's really cool because with uh, real live, real life action, you have to make it realistic. Well, with uh, with with it being animated, you can make these characters so much more fluid, and the action looks so much cooler. Well, the graphic style is insane. It kind of has this '80s vibe with like neon around things, but then it has this realistic look and cell shade. Um, but yeah, the bad guy is a big, big bad guy, and, mm-hmm. and then they have the crazy explosions and different. It really looks like you're looking at a comic book too, because there's some times where he's running by like word bubbles. Uh, not all the time, but like there was one scene, at least in the trailer, where he was like heavy in thought, so he's running by all these like thought bubbles, and I thought that that was cool. Well, they also did some sort of like uh, cinematography where they. When he jumps off a building and they flip the camera. Oh, yeah, that was cool. It's just like... That was super cool. That was well-directed there. I am there. so pumped because, again, I'm super sick of reboots. This is super irritating. This is new. This is finally something But this... That, this yeah. is fresh. This... And, like I said, they kind of make fun of themselves of having too many Spider-Mans because Peter's yeah. retiring and he's handing it up. And um, they had some good music. Uh, this was, I think this was going to be really big onto the... The kids younger than us. Yeah. I think they'll really like it. I think so, too. It'll really catch with them. Mm-hmm. Oh. It, it looks like a blast, that's for sure. So it's a movie that comes out on Christmas this year. I hate seeing movies on Christmas, though. It's just... It's just Is it really on Christmas Day again? Yeah. This is chaos. Yeah. Well, you know why? Day, it's because there's not a Star Wars finally coming out on a Christmas. Oh, uh, good point. So these guys have a wide open shot at it this time around. Um... So I was, I was, I thought now, it was going to be a TV show. I don't know a lot of uh, different things about Miles, his, his different powers, because I, I think we all by now know Spider-Man's different abilities. But it looks like he can turn invisible or something. I don't know. So we'll... yeah, maybe a suit. Ah, this gives me hope, so much hope that Tron Uprising may be either converted to a movie or they'll do a Tron as the same kind of uh, graphics if this does well. Mm-hmm. Tron Uprising was... Was it a... 
the story was kind of parallel to the Tron Legacy, right? It was in the Tron Legacy world. I don't... I think it takes place... It can't take place after Legacy. Because for it, it, it takes place pre-Legacy. It has to take place pre-Legacy because Tron dies in Legacy. Sure. Oh, he sacrifices right. himself. Um, but my gosh, Disney, just like Fox, wrecked that. Like Fox, how they wrecked Firefly and all that. They just aired it only on Disney XD. So it didn't have enough attention. No, who I, I don't have it, or I didn't at the time. I would have loved to watch it, but I yeah exactly. I don't know anyone who had XD at the time. I bought the soundtrack, but um, I had to watch it bootlegged. You watched it bootlegged. Yep. Um, ended up buying it, but it just was like, it released a jacked up way. It's like you can't, you can't expect this to be a successful show. I mean, Elijah Woods, the main actor, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. It was gonna be great. I was so excited. Right. And then they never released it. I mean, if they brought it to Netflix directly for like a Uprising two or something, sure, it'd be amazing. You know, Disney is supposed to get their own. They're doing their own version Netflix. of Netflix. They might, uh, maybe they could reboot it there. Because they need extra content. Because when you run your own system, you need to have a whole bunch of content oh, pumping yeah, out like all the time. HBO did really well because they had just crap loads of it. Right. Um, God, I was going to say, oh, they've been trying to write the Tron 3 movie multiple times now. Yeah. And luckily, they cancel it. If it's not going to be good, they've canceled it. Right. And I think they've canceled it two or three times now. I agree. Which yeah. is, I would rather them not make a bad Tron. Right. I was disappointed hearing them cancel it the first time. Oh, totally. But then after them canceling it the first time when they started coming up and then the next time you heard of it rising was also you at the same time hearing that it died off. You found out that this next version was killed off and then the next version was killed off. So, yeah, if they're not going to make a good one, don't don't bring it out. Kill no, it don't off. don't wreck my exactly. Don't wreck my taste of Yeah, Legacy was, was so epic that um, I got to watch that again. The next one's got to be perfect as well. And I know how you know Legacy ended when they're in the real world. I don't think you can stay there. You, you can't. can't film a movie in the real world. You can't. It's just not going to be good. Right. The whole point of Tron is being in the, right. the computer. That the was game. good for her that she was able to make it to the real world. But you cannot make a Tron movie in the real world. Oh, God, it'd be so boring. Can you no. imagine that? We watched this show so we can be on the grid. Um... That's all we got. I'm just, um, we gotta work on your game at some point. Tomorrow's Thursday, so maybe we should do it tomorrow at lunch. Yeah, cause gotta get that coil on there. That's the last piece of that coil. Yeah. Then, every game but Play Ball and Baywatch work. Mm-hmm. And Baywatch, we're just waiting on the board still. Yeah, I should have the boards by July. Which, man, it's a long time. It's been going slow, but, um, I got the Cliffy protectors in the mail the other day from him, from Cliffy. So we can put those in before the boards come. I got the new ROM to put in when the boards come that uh, I forgot his name but he's edited a lot of ROMs to fix issues and balance the game out okay and so I I got that ROM burned I gotta put that on the board so that it'll be a nice ROM a nice round of the gameplay fixes a bunch of stuff and then we'll put that game on route and if we can make 500 bucks I'll go get the color DMD for it cool oh my god that'd look amazing that's awesome actually that's a great idea if it makes 500 bucks, you, you, you get a new uh, color DMD. Yeah. That's um, awesome. And the guy we got it from, 
had cleaned and rubbered and LED'd a lot of the game, so I really don't need to do anything to the playfield. It's pretty much ready to go. Great. Just need the boards fixed. And then um, we'll see if we can... I've been kind of looking for more games. I passed up on a Starship Troopers. Kind of sad about it now, but at the same time, there's maybe some upper, other opportunities coming up. So I did send Kevin a Star Wars ad of... One of the guys I know is selling uh, Star Wars Pro. And Kevin wanted the premium really bad when it got announced. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I'm kind of glad we passed on it because I played the Pro and the premium a couple times. And I just don't, I cannot get into the game. Maybe you can't, but could he have gotten into it? I don't know. He might because oh, this can go both ways. It, it reminds me of World Poker Tour where it's really open in the middle. Sure. And so it feels open. However,. There's a handful of shots, and then it's just really deep code. Right. So it might be the same shot, but you go really deep into the gameplay. Okay. I don't know. We we, we got to find one and have Kevin play it is really what it comes down to. It has a lot of video, which is which is kind of cool. Yeah. But I still would, I personally would never get Is one. he really big into Star Wars? Supposedly, but I don't know. Whatever. We'll find something. There's a handful of titles that would be... We'll probably just grab whatever we can price-wise. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe an episode where we can call Chris again. We could um, talk route games. Because I've gotten a couple of opinions from people that have been asking that know or have a route. Uh-huh. So we can kind of bounce those ideas off Chris and see what kind of bullshit he has. Sounds like a great idea. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. You guys can reach out to us via email at flippinandmashin at gmail.com. You guys can talk to us on our Facebook page, which is just Flippin' and Mashin, as well as on Podbean. You can also contact us. So please, contact us. We want to hear from you. Uh, again, go ahead and check out our Facebook page for any kind of updates or new content that we're putting up on there all the time that have to do with video games and pinball news and stuff like that. Yeah. That's it. We'll see you tomorrow. See you later, Steve. guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.